This is A Mind Controlled Life, a podcast for a better mental state. Eliminate self-defeating behaviours and be in more control. With your host, Elaine Blidgen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a Mind Controlled Life podcast with me, your host, Elaine Blidgen. How are you doing? So glad to be here to talk to you again this week. Has your mindset been a happy little helper, helping you to have a fantastic week, month, year, decade? Probably not decade, probably not even year because I've not been doing this for a long time and you've been listening pretty regularly, I am sure. Well, I ask because the whole point of me doing this is to help you live a mind-controlled life. That's why it's called a mind-controlled life podcast. And that requires that you understand that whatever goes on inside your head, you can fix. Well, I say fix. You can... What's that word? What's another way of saying fix? Well, anyway, let's stay with that. You can fix. You can make it better. You can make it work for you and not against you. And today, I wanted to talk about resistant mindsets. And this came from one, uh, somebody on Facebook asked me if I wouldn't mind talking about it. But it came from this gentleman that came to the speakers club. Now, as you know, I like my public speaking. And when I go, every time there's invariably one to four, five new people who come to check us out to see if they want to do it. And on this particular occasion, a gentleman came and said, hello, how are you? And what's your name? And why are you here? Not all at the same time in conversation. And he said he was there just to get more comfortable speaking in front of a group of people because in his social life, he's going to have to get back used to doing that. And I thought, okay, that's fine. So the evening went as the evening went. And at the end, I said, so how was it? And he said, oh, yeah, fine. I said, and will you be coming back to us? And he stopped, put his hand out in front of me, you know, like on those um, programs where they're saying stop the traffic, put it in front of me, in front of my face. (laughs) He said, oh, no. I don't make a decision on the spot. I'm a reflector. I need to go home and think about it. And I just went, oh, okay. And with that, he turned and went. And I thought that was the strangest way to respond to a simple, did you have a good time? Will you be coming back to us? Question. Because I wasn't being pushy. There was no expectation at all that anybody that comes would sign up there and then because I know there isn't because that's not how it came across to me when I went there. So I thought he must have gotten used to people saying something about him and his decision making in order to have that roll off his tongue at the mere thought of someone asking, well, did you have a nice time and will we see you again? This is a resistant mindset at work. And I'm going to unpack it and give you some of the symptoms to see if you are in a resistant mindset in certain settings or all the time, for all I know. And this is a way for you to actually be more aware and then to do something about it. So the first symptom, shall we call it, is that you will justify your inaction. We all justify our behaviour. 
So in the morning, if you don't want to get up and it's not majorly important that you get to where you need to get to on time, you may just go for that snooze button, justify why you need to get an extra 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour sleep and rehearse in your head what you're going to say to the other people if you end up being late. But you can justify it. You can say to yourself, well, I had a, I had a heavy night last night or I've got so much to do, I need to catch up, or I've just been up all week. You can say anything, can't you? You'll justify it. So when you think about you in the situations in which you find yourself, and you're not doing what you want to do, and in fact, you're not even achieving your goals, do you justify your inaction? Yeah, do you justify it? Now, that gentleman, he could justify not making the decision to say yay or nay, by saying he's a reflector. Now, what do reflectors do? Reflectors reflect, don't they? And when they reflect, then they go into their own little world of criteria, measuring the pros and the cons or whatever it is they do. But it stops them making a decision in the moment. Now, I think that this particular gentleman, that was his style. He would refuse to make a decision. And I think he's had so many people over the years get annoyed or irritated by that for him to come out and say, well, no, 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 I don't make a decision on the spot. Because this wasn't a used car sales thing, was it? This was, he came to a speakers club and we were just being welcoming and saying, well, did you have a nice time? Anything we can help you with? So do you do that? That's number one. The second symptom would be having avoidance behaviours. Now, an avoidant, there is something called an avoidant personality disorder. And that's not really what I'm talking about, but it's sort of nearly like that. We all avoid stuff we don't want to do. You avoid, I avoid. But if you do a lot of it, you could be said to have avoidant personality. And basically, in any situation in which you don't feel in control or you feel anxious or it doesn't quite make you feel comfortable enough, you could avoid it. So remember when I told you ages ago that I had a thing about driving at night? What did I do if I had a thing about driving at night? I would avoid driving at night. And that's what I did as much as I could. So in the winter months, I spent my time feeling more and more and more anxious because it gets dark at around 3.30, 4 o'clock here in the UK at the height of the, the winter months, yeah? And so I would start to get twitchy and anxious just be around 2 o'clock in anticipation of it getting dark early. I then try to avoid that. And I had avoid so many other situations and places and people and saying certain things and going to certain places because I didn't want to trigger my own anxiety because at that time, I didn't have a good way of which to calm myself. So this gentleman comes to the speakers group. He sees what we have to offer. And it's not for everyone, is it? Let's face it. But he avoided making a decision in the moment. And the decision was yes or no. There isn't a yes, maybe, no, because it's it's like, yes, I will, no, I won't. And the maybe doesn't really come into it because 
there's no maybe about it. But he avoided that. And so when we look at you, and in those areas where maybe you're not doing what you want to do, are you avoiding things? Because if you can't get yourself to feel good, which is generally what this is about, if you don't know that you can make yourself feel comfortable, then you'll avoid that situation. Because you and I both know of people, even if it's not personally, we know there are certain people that like to go to fairgrounds and they like to go on the biggest roller coaster, whatever thing out there, the, the scariest thing ever. But somebody like me uh, will know, no, won't do it. And I don't know whether you're the kind that would like to go and jump off a bridge, you know, as a as in bungee jumping, or you dive into the water or you drive a, a car at 100 miles an hour. I don't know. But whatever behaviours you have that you are quite comfortable doing, somebody else will feel uncomfortable and avoid. So it's there. So when you're not achieving what you want to achieve, are you then avoiding doing that and then shrinking your life, which I've spoken about before, to accommodate your anxiety? That's number two. Number three, negative beliefs. Now, I pretty much talk about beliefs in every one of these podcasts because we are ruled by them, ruled by them. And in fact, this one is related to the first one, when you justify your inaction. When you justify not doing something, you have to have an identity that makes that okay. So if we go back to that gentleman and he said that he was a reflector, he used the words, I'm a reflector. Yeah. The I am indicates that you're talking about your identity. And when you're talking about your identity, it means that you're owning this description of you in totality. And when you do that, you will act in accordance to it. So if you think about the negative beliefs that we, we all have, just have different ones maybe, like I'm not good enough or I'm a procrastinator. That is saying that my identity, who I am as a person, is a procrastinator. This gentleman was saying that he was a reflector. What is it that you say to yourself? And when you think about that, is it helping you to achieve your goals in the way that you want? Is it helping you to feel comfortable in the way that you would like? Is it helping you to go for those things that you really want to go for? Because your identity will put limits on what you will do. So let's talk about shopping. And let's imagine that we're like that gentleman and he says, I'm a reflector. We're going shopping, we're going down the aisle, we see all these tins of beans and we stand there and we think, hmm, I don't make decisions, I'm a reflector. Which tin of beans should I get? Mm, let me go and think about it. Now, I know you may think that's ridiculous. You might think, come on, Elaine, no one's like that. Yes, they are. Because if you own that identity that you're a reflector and you do not make decisions straight away, you will go to 
nth degree to make sure that you uphold that identity you have of yourself. And I can imagine that if what this gentleman was saying to me was true, that he's been in situations where it was a simple, yes, should we go Indian or should we should we have Mexican tonight? And he's going, mm, let me just think about it. And it's frustrating, isn't it, if you're around someone like that? And the point is here, all the negative beliefs that we can have, if any of them are part of our identity, that's how we will be. I call myself now a recovering perfectionist. Actually, I've not said that for a long time because I'm past all of that. But at one point, not even one point, oh, for a long, long time, for years and years and years, I was a perfectionist. And I would get really upset if I could not get something to look the way I wanted it to look or to be the way I wanted it to be. So tell me, you and I are going for a walk somewhere. And I, I don't know, maybe a walk's not a good example. Let's go with it anyway. Let's see where we go. We're going for a walk and we're going in the woods on this trail somewhere. And we have an old-fashioned map. We're not using our phones for sat-navs. We're using this old-fashioned map. And it says that you need to go down this gully, turn right to go to this place. And you're saying, no, no, no. Let's go this way and take a shortcut. What am I likely to say to you then? If I want things to be perfect, I'm going to say no. The route says we go this way. We go down there, we turn left and we go across the field. And you're saying, no, no, we, we can miss all that bit out. We can just go across this field here. I'm not going to do it, am I? And again, another ridiculous <laughs> assessment, but this is what happens when we own an identity that does not work for us in every situation. If I'd have said, I can be a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to baking or icing a cake, that does not mean I'm a perfectionist in any other situation necessarily. And that offers up a bit more flexibility. This gentleman said he's a reflector. He would not make the decision to come or to go or whatever. I know we won't see him again because you don't need to make that much of a fuss about a decision to come to a speakers club. But then I point to you and you're in a situation that you're in. What do you do? Do you make a decision on the spot? What's your identity? And is he getting in the way? So another symptom could be a yeah, but. I like this one because we all do our yeah, but. Someone can ask you to do something and you will come up with yeah, but. And then, you you know, and justify, yeah, or make an excuse, mm-hmm, yeah, about why you don't want to do it or why it shouldn't be that way or whatever it is. The yeah, but is so sneaky because you don't even know that you're doing it really because it's, it's simple. You go to a coffee shop with some of your friends and they'll say, well, do you want, what kind of coffee do you want? And you'll say, oh, no, I don't want coffee. I want a hot chocolate. And then they'll say, oh, no, no, get a coffee because I don't even know why they would say that. Get a coffee because it's a really nice coffee here. And you go, yeah, but the coffee, the caffeine's not really good for me and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but, yeah. And it's fine, isn't it? Except 
when you want to achieve something and you're not. Except when you're trying to avoid the situation that would be good for you to do. So everything has a good context in which you can use it and a not so good one. So in a situation where you find this rickety old bridge because you've gone to this third world country maybe and they've still got rickety old bridges and it doesn't look very safe and you're thinking, ah, I don't think I'm going to go on there. And somebody else saying, yeah, but just think, if you do, and we get to the other side, we can discover some new things. And you're thinking, nah, maybe not. When your life is in danger, the yeah, but comes in useful, doesn't it? But in your everyday life, where you're not being the way you want to be, is it because you've got your yeah, but coupled with your identity? Well, I'm a slow person or I need to make my mind up slowly coupled with you've got your avoidance behavior because oh I tried this before in the past and it didn't work out for me coupled with your negative beliefs can you see where I'm going with this and how you can be shrinking your life even more because of all of this stuff that's going on in your head yeah and I'll give you one more you have self-pity now I want you to think about something here because I'm not actually pointing at you. This is this was me. I was thinking about some of the stuff that I didn't want to do and I sh- quote unquote should do. And I analysed what I was thinking and how I was feeling about it at the time. And this is what I came up with. There were more as well. And I thought, ah, right, this is what I do when I want to avoid things or when I'm in a resistant place. And the self-pity one, which came with it's not fair that I have to do this I'm a grown woman for goodness sake and you might be a grown woman or you might actually be a grown man we do not ever need to say it's not fair do we I mean that was my inner child speaking if you're into all of that kind of thing it's not fair I mean really but what did I do by saying that Not only did I feel sorry for myself, I was also justifying that inaction again or the avoidance or trying not to do something. So when I was thinking about something I wanted to do, but then I didn't want to do it because I was trying to get out of doing it. This was what was going on in my head. It's not fair that I have to do this. It's not fair that I can't just do X instead. And so this question for you is, we're both grown people here. Do you have that? Do you have, it's not fair, somewhere lurking in your unconscious mind? Because if you do, this will show you again why you're not achieving the things that you want to achieve and why you're feeling like you feel when you don't want to. Now, I don't think the gentleman had an it's not fair, but he might have had a... If I make a decision on the spot and it turns out to be the wrong one, then I'll look a fool. He might have something like that, which is which ties in really about why he would avoid making a decision on something so simple. So all this is about helping you to identify your own resistant mindset. Because if you are resistant to anything, you are 
probably going to re be resistant to most things because it can happen in such subtle ways. I didn't quite catch that it's not fair one and because it, it seemed to be, well, I don't want to do it and why should I have to do it? And I can justify it and I can make excuses and I can give reasons for it and then I can start avoiding things and I can make it all so that I feel more comfortable not doing what I really ought to be doing. And I know it's the same for you because we're human and we're all the same. It's just that staying in that situation for any length of time stops us having the life that we want. And it also means that we are not in control. Our mindset is. And it's great if we have this really empowering, positive, forward thinking, let's go get it kind of mindset. But if you, like me, have come from anything to do with anxiety and other mental health issues, that's not our thing. That's not natural for us. We have to be really careful that we do not get sucked down the anxiety, anxious route again. Yeah, it's less likely to happen if you are consciously choosing how you want to think and how you want to respond. And it's even less likely if you're finding the beliefs that make you respond in that way and getting rid of them. Now, if I was speaking to that gentleman and he was open to it, which he wasn't, by the way, I would have asked him some questions about why doesn't he make a decision on the spot when it's actually not life and death? What is it that he was thinking that would make him react so quickly to a very, very simple question? I would then identify those beliefs and eliminate them. And he would then be free to make a decision and live with the consequences of that. And when I say consequences, those could be positive consequences or negative ones. But if we are afraid to live with the consequences of our own actions, we won't do anything. Will we? You won't and I won't. Because if every time we make a decision, it turns out, quote unquote, wrong, and then we beat ourselves up about it, we're not going to make that decision in the future, are we? So this is about finding what is it about you that you're not doing the things that you want to do. Find those beliefs and eliminate them. And this is one way of seeing what you're actually doing with yourself. Because if your mindset is resistant, there's something going on there, yeah? And I hope that what I've spoken to you about today helps you because there is that's why I'm doing it. And if you find that, yeah, this is getting a bit tricky for me, I, I'd like some help, then you know where I am. You can go to elaineligion.com. You can go on my Facebook or you can go to the site. And I'll leave my link actually in the show notes for this. And it's in some of the other ones as well. And contact me. And even if you know that, no, you don't want to come and see me, but you know that you've got some stuff going on, find someone else or do it yourself because life is so much better on this side, truly. And I know and that you know that you can live a mind-controlled life, not because I say so, but because you have it within you to do that and live that every single day of your life. You just need a little bit of a help. 
in that direction. That's what I'm here for and I'll speak to you soon.